0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. A dream, a dream that was to Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. He did a
2: dream, a dream that was harder
1: to live Here's your host, Simo Buckley.
2: They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on
1: in to another edition of the Hooper's Log. It is your October 23rd, 2015, Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, previewing the final division. Yes, we're on our sixth and final division today. The Northwest Division preview is on your radio right now. We're previewing Denver, Portland, Oklahoma City, Utah, Utah, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. We'll be getting into those five teams here shortly again. My name is C-Mo Buckets, uh, and my co-host today is Andrew Norris. Again, the website is You can check out anything about the show, anything about what we stand for here at the Hoopers Log. Get it on in, get it going. NBA 2K16 giveaway. We're still doing our NBA 2K16 giveaway. What is the total points scored in the career of Michael Jordan in the NBA Finals in his Game 5 career? And his Game 5s in the NBA Finals, the total points scored. If you can call in and give us the number and give us that number of what it is, you'll get the game. It's a PlayStation 4 edition. If you still want it, you still got it up for grabs, it's still here. The phone number, 323- 642- 1558 is the number. Again, Northwest Division Preview. We got a lot to go over. Andrew Norris, how you doing today, man? What's up?
0: What's up, man? I'm excited. What are we? Four days away from the NBA season? It's crazy how fast Stomach.
1: Absolutely. It's coming quick. We got some game. We got some NFL picks today. Week seven. Let's get it going. All right,
0: let's let's start and let's have a little discussion on this one. We got the Lions versus the Vikings. My hometown team versus the team you watched growing up. The Vikings are giving two points to my Leos at Ford Field with Matthew Stafford coming off a huge game. Kelvin Johnson coming off a huge game. I know your Vikings are going to lose. I know you think they're going to win, but let's hear what you got on this one.
1: Well, here's the thing. Every divisional game, doesn't matter what division it is in the NFL, they're always tough. And I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be easy playing the Lions Um, it's going to be tough no matter what, but I'm going to put some realism into your perspective for a second. The Minnesota Vikings came out in week one and played terrible against the 49ers. They played awful. I'm not going to sit here and lie. What I've seen from the 49ers over the last month and a half since that Monday night debacle against Minnesota, they, they have looked atrocious and the Vikings have looked outstanding. People forget this team since that Monday night game are three and one and their only loss outside of that 49er game is against the Denver Broncos in Denver. And mind you, they only lost by three points, and it was a very good game. This wasn't like a, you know, they were down by ten the whole game. They were down, you know, they were only down by a touchdown, maybe four points, maybe five points, multiple points throughout the game, and eventually it just came down to a final drive where Teddy Bridgewater just isn't there in his development yet, and they looked outstanding. Speaking of the Minnesota Vikings, we got the Minnesota Timberwolves today. We'll be talking about them. But, yeah, I, I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to just – I really think they're going to lay the wood. Seven points. They're, they're given two. Really, they're going to take this game by easily a field goal or a touchdown. What other games you got there, Andrew?
0: Um, First of all, I just want to start by saying you're crazy. Um, My <laughs> Leos are coming off a great game in which they took out the Chicago Bears, in which Matthew Stafford rediscovered that deep threat, in which Joe Lombardi learned, hey, a guy who can throw the ball 100 yards should probably throw the ball a little bit further than five yards. Um, But for our second game, we do have the Ravens versus the Cardinals, uh, and it is the, I believe the Cardinals, oh, excuse me, it's an even line. Wow, it's in Arizona. And the Ravens are one and five, but the line is even. Uh Vegas must know something on this one. That one is weird to me. Who you got?
1: Uh, the line I had was negative for uh was minus ten for Arizona. That's what I was gonna go with. Uh I, I think Arizona's gonna yeah, absolutely destroy them. I'm taking the I'm taking the, the ten points and it's gonna be maybe even a fourteen point win easy for Arizona.
0: Yeah, I'm lo- I'm looking on ESPN. I don't I don't know what's what's going on there, but uh I'm taking Arizona. We're going to do the ten points. If anybody wants to call in for the NFL picks, it'll be the ten points. Um, I mean, Arizona's good. They're they're four and two. Uh, I think they're even better than their record shows. They've dominated some teams. Um, just yes. If we want to go into how bad my Lions actually are, the Arizona Cardinals point differential is more than the Lions total points scored this year. <laughs> um, but right. Our third game. Our third game is the Eagles versus the Panthers. And let's see if the spread on this one's a little bit better. This one's even too. What was the one you were seeing?
1: I haven't seen anything on that game yet, but I can pull it up. I believe that the Carolina Panthers are favored. If not, yeah, uh, yeah. it is a rel- it is a relatively close game. Look, the Eagles have looked kind of they've looked kinda of difficult here. Yeah, Carolina's favored by three. Give give Carolina the points on this one. They're they're in Carolina. Philadelphia has looked all over the place this year. I got Carolina by the three.
0: Uh, we're gonna make it another clean sleep clean sweep on this. I think the Panthers look like the best team in the NFC right now. I think they could go out and win this game by twenty. Okay, um, and in our second to last game, we have the Steelers versus the Chiefs. It is. Let's see what we got. I believe uh, it's an arrowhead. Um, this seems – this again, I, I don't know if ESPN has an update. I'm sorry. About Minus this, two and is.
1: a half for Kansas City.
0: Minus two and a half Kansas City. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the Steelers on this. I like Landry Jones, man. I think Landry Jones could go out. He could throw a couple of slayer up to Antonio Brown and get it done. They have Le'Veon Bell back, so it's not like they have to throw the ball a ton. Uh, I'm going to take Pittsburgh on this, even with the points. Who you got?
1: Look, I think I think knowing that Kansas City short Jamal Charles and knowing that they're not the team that they should be, and clearly they're offensively just struggling because they've lost all their firepower. It'd be like LeBron James being lost from Cleveland. Not that Cleveland wouldn't do well without him. I think they'd do okay, but Kansas City really needs a guy in Jamal Charles. and They're not going to do well. But I think that crowd's going to give them that extra boost for this weekend. I know that Pittsburgh still has a backup quarterback on them. They still have a backup quarterback for a reason. Ben Roethlisberger is not back. Kansas City, I think they're going to get the win, and I think they're going to win by a field goal. I think if this team can get to overtime, they're going to find a way to win, and I think that's what's going to happen. All
0: okay, right, and then our final game of the week, it is the Cowboys versus the Giants. Um, you're going to have to give me the spread on this again. It uh, looks like the Cowboys <laughs> –
1: Minus three uh, and a three. half for the Giants. the Giants are favored.
0: Okay, then I for sure in this one I'm going to go take the G-men. Uh, I think wow. uh, Matt Castle should never start another game. Um, he is going to obviously on Sunday. He's not good anymore. He's just old. He's just <laughs> not either. I'm taking the G-men. Easy. Who you got?
1: Yeah, Matt Castle when he was in Minnesota. He is what you would call a 1 to 2 game, you know, maybe give you eight games in a season type guy and then outside of that he kind of runs out. Um but here's the thing, Dallas still has a very good team. Yes, they're injured Tony Romo, yes, they're down. Uh they're down a guy in Des Bryant and and, and don't get me wrong, they don't really have the offensive firepower outside of their running backs and their line men, uh, excuse me, their offensive line, but again, they have a great offensive line. When you have a great offensive line, and plus they're only favor- they're they're only underdogs by three and a half. I mean, if this team can find a way to just run the ball and stay consistent and not do anything stupid, they can beat this team handily. I think Dallas is going to win this game.
0: Yep, I like those picks. Remember, guys, if you want to call in, one if you get four out of five correct, we will send you a bumper sticker. Also, if you call in, you can take a guess on the the uh, NBA Two K sixteen questions. How many points did Michael Jordan have in total in Game 5 of his NBA Finals in his career? Again, call in, win the game, win the bumper sticker. If you think you're smart enough, if you don't think you're smart enough, then call in and take a guess for the win anyways and try to win that bumper sticker. We want you guys to call in. Like I keep saying, we want to get rid of this game. But let's get to the division preview. Chris, take it away, my man. Northwest
1: Division, here we go. All right, all right, all right. We're gonna learn today. We're gonna start off with the Denver Nuggets and the hodgepodge that was the one, two, three, Cancun. That's what the Denver Nuggets were a year ago, and they got rid of Brian Shaw. They got rid of Ty Lawson, who had his own off the field, off the court issues. They're really in revamp mode. This this franchise is really on on the rebuilding process, and they finally picked up a coach who has a fight in the discussion of potentially being coach of the year if all goes well this season for this team. Michael Malone, a year ago, was a part of the Kings' debacle early on in the season, which was odd. He got fired after starting the Kings' team. who was projected to be a 25-30 win team a year ago without the stars that they have now, and he started them off 11-13. and 13. At one point, they were the best team in the NBA for a solid two-week span in the beginning portion, and then they kind of fell off a little bit. They didn't look well. Demarcus Cousins got hurt, and they fired him, which kind of rose my eyebrows from a standpoint of talking about, you know, talking about the Kings. Why did they fire this guy? This guy was doing an outstanding job. And considering Demarcus Cousins was injured, he was leaving. He was keeping them treading water, and keeping knowing that aspect. If he can get this team to do anything similar to what that Kings did, team did last year, you're talking about a team that could easily win 35, 40 games this year. Not contend for a playoff spot. This is the Western Conference. I'm not crazy. But this team can improve from a year ago. They were 30-52 and 52 with the mess that they had. Clearly, they had the talent last year to be better than what they were. They just didn't gel, and the team did not connect. Joffrey Lavergian, I don't know how to say his first name, but but last name, but the guy, the center that's coming in right now for the Denver Nuggets, he's going to start over uh, Joseph Nurkic until he can heal until about mid-November. He's got a knee issue. He's going to definitely start for that team. Coming in mid uh, uh, November, considering the performances he had last year, Kenneth Farid, the manimal, again a guy who doesn't who doesn't have the who doesn't possess the NBA IQ that maybe some of the best players do, but talent wise, athletic wise, one of the more athletic, if not the most beast mode type player you can think of in the NBA. I love this guy. I love the mentality of this guy. I love the attitude of this guy. He's everything you want in a guy to help his team improve and get better every single year. That's what this guy wants to do, and that's all this guy wants to do is improve and get better. He probably, again, doesn't have the basketball smarts, but he's getting better every year. Danilo Gallinari, a guy who can get you a good big-time scoring output from time to time, and a guy who can maintain a solid 20 points per game average if all goes well for him. Gary Harris. This is where it kind of gets gets hairy for this team. Gary Harris, a guy who was at Michigan State a couple of years ago as a rookie, uh, coming in last year as a rookie, guy he really stepped up last season off the bench and finally has taken over the starting, guard, starting shooting guard position. Again, a solid, fundamental player. I don't know if he's going to really do much here at this position. He's probably going to only average 8 to 10 points a game, maybe at his best. But he's really just a guy to kind of fill in for now. And if he improves, well, then that just helps the team. Emmanuel Moutier, potentially could be rookie of the year if all goes well for this guy. I have had high hopes for this guy since last winter. Since last winter, when I saw some clips on this guy, knowing that he was only 18, 19 years old, I was like, "Whoa, this guy! If he comes into the league, and I at the point at the time, I thought he was going to get drafted by the Knicks really high, but that didn't happen because they picked up Porzingis, which made no sense. Anyway, uh, Emmanuel Mudiay, he is on the Denver Nuggets, and this guy is stepping into a just do what you can role. He, he's really free to do whatever he wants because he is really the guy that needs to just step up and play a great brand of basketball to help this team do anything." anything relevant in the Western Conference. And that's where he is given, and that's the Denver Nuggets starting lineup of the bench. Not bad. Jameer Nelson, a fantastic veteran, a guy who has winning experience from college and a guy who can come in and perform at the point guard position at a very high clip. Randy Foy, a great shooter, going to be a free agent next year. He might start at the shooting guard position if uh, Gary Harris doesn't work out, and he's got something to prove this year. Wilson Chandler coming off the bench. He might even start if Kenneth Free takes the center position for the time being and Donal Gonari will step in at the power forward. Wilson Chandler is a guy that can start on pretty much most teams in the NBA with his overall skill set. J.J. Hickson, another fantastic big man. He might start a couple of times this year, depending on what happens with the injuries. Free agent next year as well. He's got something to prove. Nikola Jokic, again, another guy that is a guy who can come in off the bench as a center. I just mentioned Yusuf Nurkic. When he comes in and he comes back healthy, he's going to do a fantastic job for this team. He provided a game this last year where he had 20 plus rebounds. The guy is a monster. He had one of the more one of the more impressive games from a year ago. And then they got Darrell Arthur and Nick Johnson, two guys that are young that can improve and get better. Uh, As time goes on again, this team is in revamp mode. I'm not sitting and saying here this team is going to do anything special this season. They're not anything that you really want to hang your hat on and say they're going to do anything major, but they have pieces where they can grow. And all they got to do now is just build that chemistry, get better, improve. They traded Ty Lawson away. They got rid of Brian Shaw. They trimmed some of the fat from this team. Obviously, there's guys thinking about their contracts. It really just comes down to if this team can click. And this team won 30 games a year ago, considering the struggles and the mess they had. Andrew, could they win 40 games this year and potentially get back into the mix of the Western Conference?
0: My my thoughts on this team is actually really uh, – it's it's conflicted. I don't think they're going to get near 40 wins. Uh, I don't even know if they'll touch 30 wins. Um, but, but my thing on this team is I love this team. The young talent on this team, I mean, you got Emmanuel Moutier, Joseph Nurkic, Kenneth Reed, Gary Harris, and that's just the start. I mean, this whole this whole roster is just filled with young talent. Obviously, you take out guys like J.J. Hickson and Jameer Nelson. But uh, Emmanuel Moutier, I was the same way. Ever since this guy went over to China, I, I heard about him the first time when I heard he decommitted from SMU and went over to China. Um, then I started following him. I remember playing 2K and downloading the draft classes. I would draft him, and I dropped like 70 points with him in his first game. He's just—he's a player that just since, since I've seen him coming out of high school, he has excited me beyond belief. My my hopes on him are a little bit lower now uh, than they were, you know, when he was coming out of high school. But you know, like you said, he's a guy. He's all, he's probably already the number one option on this team in his rookie year. He's my favorite to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, this guy could go out and average 15-5-5 five five in his rookie year. That's not out of the realm of possibility at all. In fact, if I had to bet on it, I'd say he at least came close to that. You know, it's it's a team that could end up finishing in the very bottom of the conference. Uh, they're going to have to find out how to play with each other. There's a new system in place there. There's a ton of young players who still are adjusting to the NBA. And they're going to be led by a, a 19-year-old point guard. I mean, it's, that's not very easy to win even 25 games with. Uh, I, I think this team goes out and wins anywhere from 23 to 25 games. Uh, I think they finish in the bottom three of the conference, but I think that's the best thing that could happen to them. If this team got the number one pick this year, if they got lucky in the lottery, you're looking at maybe the brightest future in the whole NBA with Moody uh, like I said, Harris. Like I said, Nurkic, and then who knows, Jalen Brown, Ben Simmons, one of those guys. I mean, this this could be a team to wreck with in in the uh, in the next few years here. But but as of this year, I'm thinking probably bottom three of the councils.
1: And what I'm thinking is is I mean, I get where you're coming from with the whole
0: the rebuilding
1: and revamping, and obviously what they did last year just kind of showed that they were really in a mode of look, we're not going anywhere. We need to just kind of. Tread water and be relevant. Uh, this team has too much talent to finish that low in this conference, uh, excuse me, in this division from the standpoint of look, I mean, I get what you're saying though. From the standpoint of they have a young rookie, they have a lot of growth, they have a new coach, all these things. Um their bench is fantastic. I mean, their bench if you put it for most teams, Wilson Chandler is outstanding, Randy Foy is outstanding, JJ Hicks and Jameer Nelson. That is a you you put you take that bench and put it on the Philadelphia 76ers, that's that team's already better. I mean, that's how good this bench is. They're they're not a bad team off the bench now. Yes, the starting lineup, you can make the case. Kenneth Farid, obviously, Danilo Golinari. These guys are probably the best players on the team from a veteran and getting you know in a talent perspective. But obviously, like you said, Emmanuel Moutier, rookie of the year, could become the better, more go-to guy on this team. I think this team can, can, can hang around 30 wins this year. I think they can do a lot like what they did last year. Last year they were projected to be a team that would win 40, 42 games in the Western Conference and contend for a playoff spot. They choked. They still have the talent to do so. Now they're not going to do it. I mean, I don't think they're going to get. They're going to sniff the playoffs this year, but I don't think they're going to lose. I don't think they're going to win 25 games either. I think they're going to be a middle of the pack, you know, 30th, 30, 30, 35 win team. I think they're going to be fine. I just think that they're definitely going to run into some road And again, if they do, if they do only win 25, 28 games, it wouldn't shock me. But I think that they have the talent to hang around in the Western Conference. Our friends over at Tick IQ. That is T I Q T-I-Q-I-Q, just released a fantastic rewards-based mobile ticket buying app. These guys already have the cheapest tickets for all Boston sports, and now with their mobile app, you can save up to 10% more on tickets to any live event. You can set price alerts to be notified when tickets within your price range become available, as well as see all the top deals for games at the Garden, Gillette Stadium, on the road, anywhere around wherever you're at. They aggregate all ticket sellers on one platform. And have the most competitive prices out there. Head to the Apple App Store to download the Tick IQ app. Also download the CLNS app if you don't have it already, and start downloading the Tick IQ app and start saving today. This is Tick T I Q I Q. Use the promo code Boston for 10% off your first purchase. Again, do that, get it going. And if you're going to go to a game this weekend, or even over the next couple of days when the NBA starts in about four days, you can go to Tick IQ and go to a Boston Celtics game or anything off the road, and you can get it going. Today again, the the Denver Nuggets. I think their goal is to win forty. That's their goal. They're not. I don't think they're going to reach that goal. But that's just something kind of. That's kind of like the, the the donut hanging out in front of you, the the candy hanging out in front of you to to get you to get your motivated. I don't think they're going to win forty games. I don't think they're going to get near that. But I think they're going to make steps for the future. They just have a rebuilding. They just have a rebuilding process in front of them. But it could come faster than we think. You
0: never know because this is the NBA and no. things go
1: faster than we anticipate.
0: Now, if you're in the front office there, um, and your season's going, you're floating around where you're on pace for maybe 30 wins. Now, are you thinking about trading away maybe a piece? So you're in that high, in that higher picks. Or are you okay with picking seventh or eighth with the talent, this young talent, this team already has? This team can grab a guy from the
1: picks from the from the talent they have. They can they can make package deals. You know, when, the, when it was funny because when the trade deadline came around last year, this team didn't really do much which is odd because, yeah, they picked up a couple guys. I mean, we're not everyone made a move last year. But this team has packages where they can send them to other teams and get some serious uh, uh, draft stock, get some serious talent, young talent in return. I mean, Kenneth Farid is, is easily movable. I mean, he's great. He's, he's a talent, but he's not going to get you to the next level. Donal Golinari is a fantastic option for teams at the scoring spot at the three. You know, he can be traded away. Randy Foy is a free agent next year. He, I wouldn't be shocked if he was gone by the time February or March came around. Jameer Nelson is a guy you can move around and can get going. You know, Wilson Chandler is another guy. They got talent. They got, they got packages that they can trade. And if they're approaching that 30-win trade, like uh, winning area, like you said, and they get the 30, 35 wins, I wouldn't be shocked if they just cleaned house and just said, look. We can win with these guys, we can win with better. And we can win with stuff down the road. I, I can see that happening for this team. I can see this team if they get the thirty, thirty five wins, you know, if they're around the the, the the eighteen, twenty win mark by the by the uh by the uh, trade deadline, or if they're at the twenty five win mark by the trade deadline, I could see them looking like, Look, we got twenty five wins right now with the talent we have, we can get better if we get younger, why not do it now? Yeah, I could see that happening for this team. And I can see it coming quick. Anything more on the Denver Nuggets before we move on?
0: No, I'm ready to move on, man.
1: All right, let's move on. We're going to go to the song real quick, and then we'll be right back to talk about the Portland Trailblazers.
0: Hey, Macklemore, can we go thrift shopping? what, 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 what.
2: What 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 what, 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 what 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 what? Oh oh. oh. I'm gonna pop some tags. Only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm I'm looking for a thumper. This just okay. so far away. Now walk into the club like what up? I got a big. I'm just pumped I'll buy some shit from a thrift Whoa. shop. Ice on the fringe is so damn frosty. The people like damn, that's a cold side honky. Rolling in hella deep, headed to the mezzanine. Dressed in all pink, got my Gator shoes. Those are green drapes, and a leopard mink. Girl standing next to me, probably should've washed this. Smells like R. Kelly sheets. What? It was 99 cents, I get coppin' it watching it, bout to go and get some compliments Passin' up on those moccasins, someone else has been walking in, but me and Grunty food man, I am something implausin' and saving my money And I'm hella happy that's a bargain mm-hmm. I'ma take your grandpa style, I'ma take your grandpa style No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I have His hand me down, jump jumpsuit And some house slippers, dookie brown the jacket that I found, dig They oh. had a broken keyboard, yeah. I bought a broken keyboard yeah. I bought a cheap blanket, then I bought A kneeboard, oh. hello, hello My ace man, my mellow, John Wayne ain't got Nothing on my fringe game, hell no I can take some pro winks, make them cool Tell those, the speaker heads be like Ah, oh, he got the bro. I'm gonna pop some tags Only got $20 in my pocket I- I'm, I'm huntin', looking for a comma. This is so awesome. I'm gonna pop some tags Only got $20 in my pocket <laughs> I- I'm, I'm huntin', lookin' for a come-up, This is
3: Awesome.
2: What you know about rocking the wolf on your noggin? What you knowin' about wearing a fur fox? And I'm digging, I'm digging, I'm searching right through that luggage. One man's trash, that's another man's come up. Whoa. Thank your granddad for donating that plaid button-up shirt. Cause right now I'm up in her skirt. I'm at the Goodwill, you can find me in the U. I'm not, I'm not stuck, I'm in the section. Whoa. Your grandma, your auntie, your mama, your mammy, I'll take those flannel zebra jammy secondhand and I'll rock that The building onesie with the socks on that motherfucker. I hit the party and they stop in that motherfucker. They be like, oh, that Gucci, that's hella tight. I'm like, yo, that's $50 for a t-shirt. Limited edition, let's do some simple edition. $50 for a t-shirt, that's just some ignorant All that getting swindled and perished. All that getting tricked by business, that's your hella dough. And having the same one to six to the people in this club is a hella don't Peak game, come take a look through my telescope. Trying to get girls from a brand, and you hella won't. Then you hella won't. Whoa. incredible I'm in this thing of cold From that thrift shop down the road I'll wear your granddad's clothes right. I look incredible Come on, man. I'm in this
1: thing Welcome back to the Hooper's Log You're listening to the Northwest Division Preview And speaking of thrift shop This is Portland Trailblazers team That's, That is that—is what described them this offseason uh, I mean if you want to if you want to just look at a team that had one of the worst off seasons in probably NBA history outside of maybe the Chicago bulls from when they lost Michael Jordan, you're looking at them. And this minute, this this Portland trailblazers team, I feel so bad for them from the perspective of look, they lost four of their five starters and multiple bench players. LaMarcus Aldridge is gone. Nicholas Batum is gone. Wes Matthews is gone. Robin Lopez, Aaron Aflalo, Steve Blake, it goes on and on. and, they took about eight years to build this process, and they just let it all go. And it's almost as if it all didn't exist. And and, and the sad part about it is that this is an organization that has 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 fa- has a fan base that's very loyal. They're very they're very what would you? They're just very they're very they're very good fans. And what's sad is is they built a a program or a team that you would say and look at and be like, wow, they can contend if they get a couple more pieces. You know what I mean? They're a lot like a lot of Western Conference teams. They won the division by a, by a wide clip last year. I mean, they won it by about six games. Granted, Oklahoma City was injured. But this team was the best team in the division for the, for a good part of the last couple of seasons. You know, obviously Oklahoma City was the best team. But Portland, they could hold their own. I mean, a 50-win team easily over the last two, three years. And out of nowhere, they just they they just let it all go. Their starting lineup is very difficult to read. I'm going to read it now. Mason Plumlee at the starting at the starting center position. You talk about already a cringe worthy guy. Uh, Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> that's where he came from. Uh, Myers Leonard starting at the at the four. You're, a guy who's a free agent next year, but who really is just a bag of bones. Al Farouk Amino, a young guy, got paid. Is his first big paycheck? Who knows how he's going to perform? Former guy from Dallas and New Orleans. Uh, he, again, no one really knows what to expect from him. C.J. McCollum, he's a bench player. He's not anything special. I mean, he can prove it this year. He can he can make the steps, but he's not going to give you much right now. Depending upon, and he he's going to be one of the main guys to go to on this team. You you look at Damian Lillard, he's outstanding. Damian Lillard is an all-star this year. He's going to have to play like an all-star, and I can guarantee you he's going to get all the praise. Everyone's going to love him because, to be honest, and I saw a lot of reviews on this team, and the one review I saw is the Portland Trailblazers are very lucky. And this wasn't just one review. This was a lot of reviews. The the Trailblazers are very lucky that they re-signed Damian Lillard because if he didn't re-sign with the Trailblazers this past year, You'd be coming into free agency and being like, where can I go? Where can I go outside of this team? Because he has nothing to work with. This this team reminds me a lot of the New York Knicks in the Eastern Conference. One superstar and a bunch of bums. That's pretty much what this looks like. And it, it, it's what it's turning into. And in playing in the Western Conference, it's not fair as well because it just, they're just not going to do well. It's just, it's just the nature of the beast. They're a good team. But they're not going to they're not going to win because they don't have any talent. They just don't. They have no talent. Damian Lillard's gonna be able to get you to the fourth quarter. The problem is is on a nightly basis he cannot win ball games on a nightly basis in the fourth quarter. That's the problem. He's clutch. He can win you ball games, but he's not gonna do it every night. And he's shown it. He's shown it consistently on a nightly basis last season. And this year he can improve and get better, but he's with the talent around him, he almost has to average 35 points a game just to help team be competitive, and that's a lot. And Damian Lillard can't do that. Their bench: Gerald Henderson. He's out till further notice. I mean, they, he, he had hip surgery, and they picked him up from Charlotte off a trade. He's a free agent next year. If he sees a disaster in this in this team over this season, you better believe he's leaving. Mo Harkless is a free agent as well off, in the offseason. He came from Orlando. He's a solid piece off the bench. Noah Vonleh from Charlotte. He's He's very young and he's he, apparently they say he's he's developing into his body, but he's nowhere near where he needs to be. Ed Davis from LA. He might even start this year, Ed Davis. Ed Davis was a third option on the Lakers. Think about that. A third option on the Lakers and a guy who's potentially going to start for this team. Then you have Chris Kamen who's, you know, been on the team for a while, but he's a you know, whatever. And then Alan Crabb is just a three point phenom, that's all he does. And then Tim Frazier. Think about this. I didn't even mention the backup point guard yet. Who's going to give Damian Lillard some time off? Yes, Tim Frazier. Down goes Frazier. You gotta believe this guy ain't going to do anything. I mean, you talk about a team that is in shambles. Terry Stotts, if he can find a way to get this team to thirty wins this year, just just give just ring him up as head coach of the year. Just just ring him up because this team is garbage. They're just flat out just a pile of, of garbage out in the middle of nowhere in Portland. There's nothing out here, people. If you live out here in the Pacific Northwest, all you have is Seattle, Portland's a little bit of a gem, and that's really about it. It's a bunch of farmland. It's a bunch of wheat fields on the east side of Washington, and in Oregon there's a desert. I mean, in Idaho, as you know, all it is is potatoes. In Boise State, there's nothing out here. And this team is in the middle of nowhere. And if you think Damian Lowe is going to stay here and be excited and be happy for this team, you're out of your mind. This guy is going to be looking every single way to try and get out of this team because this team
0: is really a jo- it's just garbage.
1: What happened this summer, Andrew? Can you explain all this?
0: <laughs> it's just they've, they've lost. They've made the contract situation terrible where you could lose everybody. And then the one guy is, not named Damian Lillard that they did keep. They traded away, and uh, this team. I, I and on top of all that, I personally think Damian Lillard is one of the more overrated players in the NBA. Uh, I right. Think we'll see this year what he can do when he's all alone. Um. I, I think this team could compete for one of the worst teams in NBA history. Uh, yeah. I, I think they could win 15 games. I I know. It's almost hard to predict a team only winning 15 games. But this team is just so bad. I mean, outside of Damian Lillard, your best starter might be Ed Davis. Just think about that. Ed Davis is your second best player. Gerald Henderson's not bad. Chris Kamen is good when he plays six minutes. Myers Leonard I really like, but he's not going to win you any ball games. I mean, Mike Miller might be a key part of this team. It's this is going to be and and not only that they're like I, I said on uh wednesday this might be the best conference in the history of the nba and they're playing a majority of their games against them it's it's just this is going to be one of the ugliest seasons any nba fan base has ever had to experience uh they're going to i don't think there's any competition besides maybe philadelphia for the worst team in the league there's always that one team that surprises you that goes out and only wins 17 games but it, this team is a mess. This team is going to be a mess for a while unless they can sign some free agents, which I don't see any free agency in Portland. And going, oh yeah, that sounds like a great place to go, where it's raining all the time and just kind of depressing. Um, it, it's no, no offense to you, Chris, but no, I mean, you lost you lost L A twelve, Batum, Aaron Afallo, West Matthews, Robin Lopez, and to replace them, you put Gerald Henderson, Alfredo Camino, Ed Davis, Noah Vonleh, and Mason Plumley on your team. Stop. Just, just, just stop! It's it's gonna be bad. They're they're taking up a part of our show right now, and in all honesty, um, it's kind of a waste of time. You know, it's just like we're talking about garbage. We're talk- and and I I don't want I don't want this to be like when I talked about the Nets, where I just ripped them. I ripped their franchise. Cause this is not a bad franchise. It's not bad ownership. This no. is not a bad GM. Right. This was this was just luck, man. This is terrible, terrible luck. How this all happened. L.A. 12, there was no reason for him to leave. They did everything around him to make him to stay, but, but he saw a better opportunity. Good for him. You know, it, it's just, it it happens. It was it was freaky. It was crazy. I'm looking at a picture right now that is Damian Lillard and then the rest of the starting five from last year with rest-in-peace tombstones over their faces. <laughs> it's, it's Damian Lillard against five every game. It's
1: It's one of those things where, You know, even if this team would have come back with the starters they had, LaMarcus Aldridge, Batum, Wes Matthews, and uh, Robin Lopez, to be honest with you, I honestly think this team would have even taken a drop with that team. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge is getting better. Batum is getting worse, though. Wes Matthews was hurt. Robin Lopez, yes, fundamentally sound, but really nothing special. Aaron Aflalo and Steve Blake off the bench, two guys that went to other organizations to be impactful, but – I mean, this team really wouldn't have been good anyway. And then, like you said, you lose them all. You're looking at a team where you're now saying, well, crap. I mean, what, what do they have? There's nothing. There's, I mean, here's the real question, and we're going to only talk about this and then move on, but will this team be relevant again? This team took eight years to develop. From the moment they drafted Greg Oden, which was our, we all knew that was a bad, that wasn't a bad option to pick up because you almost had to pick him up with how dominant he was in college. But you knew his knees were going to take out from underneath. You knew it was going to happen eventually because that was the problem coming out of college. Now you can everyone can say oh it was the, it was the snuff of the of the decade considering uh, Kevin Durant went to the Sonics and that happened and you know they they should have picked up Kevin Durant it wouldn't have mattered. Even if they have De- Kevin Durant right now – Kevin Durant's leaving. If Kevin Durant was on this team right now as a free agent heading to next year, you bet your ass he's trying to he's, – he's contacting every – he's doing every single type of, you know, illegal thing to try and go to a different team. He's, he's doing everything he can to get out of here. That's what Damian Lillard's going to be trying to do over the next three or four years when he's like, look, hey, you know, I don't mind your team. Can I come join? Hey, hey Knicks, <laughs> how you doing? You got a bigger market? Hey, uh, If you want to trade Melo, let's go or you know, something just something crazy like that. You know, it it's one of those things where again, if they can be relevant again, that's my question to you. I don't know if they can. It's going to take a long time to rebuild.
0: I don't know if Damian Miller to be there when it's all done. Um unless you can get an absolute stud in this year's draft with the, hopefully which what will, will be a top number 1 pick for them because they're that bad. Um unless you can get a transcendent talent, it's going to be at least a few years. Um, this team could be picking in the top five for the next two to three years. Uh you know, they're they're not a team that's completely out of the running for getting uh free agents simply because of the fact Damian Lillard's a pretty popular guy around the league. Um, but it's gonna be a while before they're back in contention. I, I don't see him back in the playoffs till at least twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, probably probably even later than that. Twenty twenty. Ooh.
1: Twenty twenty. I'm I'm saying five years, dude. I don't think they're gonna be competitive. For a while, I mean, they're going to be a they're going to be a decent team, but they're not going to compete for anything for the next five years minimum. I mean, that's just what it, that's just what it boils down to. Again, you said this team might be the worst team in the NBA. Expect one of the largest winnings totals in the NBA history, and this might be one of the worst teams ever. The Bulls in nineteen. This is the thing. This is the thing I think of. I think of the Bulls in ninety seven, ninety eight. They went sixty two and twenty the final year MJ was on that team. And then the next year, the strike shorten year, they won thirteen. It was thirteen and thirty seven. There was only fifty games that year. But then the next year after that, the first full year in the NBA, they went seventeen and sixty five. This team dropped forty five games. I mean, they dropped so significantly to the point where they became irrelevant and they were they were nothing up until about six, seven years ago. This team was a fringe playoff team in the 2000s, and then about, like I said, five, six years ago, the immaculate Derrick Rose came out of nowhere and literally just supermaned this team into the postseason.
0: Outside of that, that's all they... That's all they have. Like that's that's all they have to, to to
1: to lean on right now. I mean, they they they're gonna take a long time to rebuild. You're listening to the Hoopers Log here on CLNS Radio um, through BlogTalkRadio.com. Again, doing an NBA 2K16 giveaway. If you want to answer the question, we have it. What is what is the total points scored in Michael Jordan's career in NBA Finals in Game Fives? Tweet us, call us. The phone number three two three six four two one five five eight. Let's get to a more more happy team, a team that actually looks like they're going to do something this year for the first time in a while. The Utah Jazz, yes, the Utah Jazz, look no further than this team. They are scary at multiple positions. They are a team that can come out of nowhere and really put their name on in this division. Do they, can they win the division? Yeah, if, if, if Oklahoma City gets hurt, if Portland, well, Portland's going to suck. But if, but if you know, if Denver doesn't step up, if Minnesota, I mean, they can win this division if if everything goes well. Now they're going to win fifty games. No. no, 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 no. Let's slow it down. Let's slow down the hype. But this team can jump into that forty forty five win stretch. They can sneak their way into a potential potential postseason uh, appearance if they it all goes well. They won thirty eight games a year ago. No one was talking about them. 38 games with the roster that they had. All they did was improve in the offseason. Rudy Gobert is going to get better. Rudy Gobert, Let me talk about Rudy Gobert for a second. Rudy Gobert is the modern day, and, and this is an example for the youngins out there who are listening. Amari Stoudemire, when he first came into the league, was scary. I, 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 re, I remember watching the Suns when Amari Stoudemire first came into the league. And Amari Stoudemire is nowhere near what he was back, what he what he was back in '07, '06 when he first came into this guy, or 0, 03, I should say, sorry. When this guy first came into the league, Amari Stoudemire, he was people were talking about him potentially being the next Shaq or the next the next big thing, and for for the right reasons. When he first came in, that team won like 17 out of like 20. On a, on a weekly, monthly basis. That team was dominant. It wasn't just Steve Nash running around throwing passes. Amari Stoudemire was a dominant force and an athletic freak of nature. He was in dunk contests. He was running around shooting jumpers from the outside. He was scary to defend and tough to monitor. This is Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is a similar player, if not more athletic. And that's saying something because Amari Stoudemire, again, was a freak his first two years until he got hurt. Went to Phoenix Suns, knock on wood for Rudy Gobert, because I don't want him to get hurt. Derek Favors, a power forward. He is a fantastic option at the offensive spot for the four. He's a good player that can come in and play fundamentally. I think he's going to do a great job for the Utah Jazz this year. Gordon Hayward has hit his ceiling. I think Gordon Hayward is – you're going to get what you get with him, but that's not bad. The guy is a guy who can average 18 to 20 points a game. He'll get you maybe maybe eight rebounds. He's a guy who can come in and play a solid three position and maybe even get a fringe all-star. He's a fringe all-star. That's all he is. That's all he's going to be for his entire career, and you can make the case that he might even make an all-star game once or twice in his career. He's that good of a player. He's hit his ceiling, but but what you get with him is you get a clutch player in the end of ball games, and a guy who can carry you throughout games, and he's a decent player at that, at that part of it. Alec Burke. A guy who can Alec Burks, a guy who can give you some some good pizzazz at the shooting guard position. Trey Burke, I love Trey Burke, and I think he's going to improve his game immensely this year. I think every year he's in the NBA for the next couple of years after you know he's already been in the league for a couple of years, but I think another couple of years after this, he's only going to improve a little bit more every year. And I think this is one of those years where he finally takes a turn and he becomes one of the more better point guards. I wouldn't say top ten, I wouldn't say even say fifteen. I would just say he's a guy that can really run your system to a well-oiled uh, degree. Quinn Snyder is in his second season as the head coach. He has done a fantastic job with developing this team and getting them to where they all need to play their roles. Their bench is, is fantastic. Rodney Hood is a guy who can come in and get you points, 10 points in about a 15, 20-minute span uh, in ball games. Trevor Booker is a guy who, again, is coming in. He's going to be a fantastic option at the big spot. Trey Lyles, a rookie from Kentucky. He has a winning mentality and a winning gene. He knows what it takes to win day in and day out, especially at the college level, which is way more difficult than I would say in the NBA level from the standpoint of, look, these are young kids, young guys. They they don't they don't understand what it's like, you know, to look forward a month in advance. In the NBA, you have to look a couple months in advance to kind of see where you're going to be. He's going to bring that mentality of we got to win every day, guys. we got to win every day. And he's going to kind of push that to them. Is he a great player? I mean, he, it'll, we'll see. But he's a guy who can come in off the bench and provide that spark at the big man position. Dante Exum's out. He's got a torn ACL. Who knows when he's going to be back. But when he comes back, look out. He's going to be a provider off that bench. He's going to do a fantastic job. And then Jeff Withey and Joe Ingler. This team isn't great off the bench. They're not amazing, but they have pieces that you can fit in place, and they'll do great. And as long as someone can give Rody Gobert a couple of breaks here and there, you're talking about a guy that could potentially be a 20 and 15 guy per night. Rody Gobert has the talent to do so. They have contracts set up till 2017 outside of one guy, I believe I saw, but everyone else is good for the next couple of years. They could grow that chemistry. This year could be that step. This is really the year where they just take that step. 245 wins they can take that step if everyone just steps up their game they remind me a lot of the pelicans from last year a team that really you know has the talent has the capability you see it you can you can taste the the, the, the chance to get better but they just need to do it now they just need to do it as a team take that step maybe pick up a renter player sometime in the year if they're in it like late with around the seven or eight seed if they can get to that point point and they pick up a runner player, you're talking about a team that could potentially compete in the Western Conference and at least make a run for winning one one round in the playoffs. Just one, just one. They can make that run to try and do that. And if they win a couple games in the postseason, it's a win for this se- win for this team because they can do that. And that's what their goal is. This team is the nation's dark horse. I believe so. I think this team is going to be is going to be a middle of the pack western conference team uh when it comes to the bottom portion of the of the playoff seeding you know like overall middle pack i think they're going to be like an 8th 7th seed at this season where do you see this team going this year andrew what is your take on the
0: utah jazz uh first uh, this team went 38 and 44 last year that's 14 game improvement from the previous season and not only did they improve 14 games they started off the season 6 and 18 so from that point they went thirty two and twenty seven. Um, I think they'll be right around that thirty two and twenty seven pace. Getting rid of Ennis Cancer was the best thing that could ever happen to this team. Team that's built yeah. off a of hustle and defense and those are two things that Ennis Cancer just doesn't do well. These are all players who you know, when they were drafted they were drafted high, but they were all came with question marks. And you're slowly starting to see and a lot of this has to go to Quinn Snyder. He should be giving all the praise in the world. You're starting to see these guys who came out with a bunch of question marks and who maybe didn't have a great year or two to start, starting to come into their own and get better and better. Gordon Hayward might not be living up to a $15 million a year contract, but he's sure getting close. Derek Favors is living up to an $11 million deal. Uh, Rudy Gobert is worth about 20 times his $1 million contract a year. Trey Burke, I love. He made my favorite play in the history of basketball when he hit a three against Kansas in the NCAA tournament. Oh, my. That's that's probably my favorite Was that the one from, like, 40 history. feet out? Yeah, it was nuts, dude. Yeah, was, that shot was awesome. Was just, and, he, and you knew he was going to make it. If you watched Michigan that year, I watched every single yeah. game. It was Fab 5, yeah. 2.0. If you watched Michigan that that year that you knew he was making that shot. He was a college player of the year. Uh he's just a he's just a good basketball player with the right attitude. Um yes, I see this team winning anywhere at I think their ceiling is up to 46, 47 wins, which would be yeah. a really good season, but I think they're looking more around 43, 44, 45. So, I think they're getting pretty close they're going to get close to their ceiling. I think this team is one year away from a Western Conference Finals. That's how high I am on this team. Yeah. I think Rudy Gobert yeah. might – could be the best. He could – him and Andre Drummond, and I guess people want to throw Hassan Whiteside in there. I'll do it for whoever's listening and there really likes Hassan Whiteside, are all in competition for who's going to be the best in five years at, at the center position. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, Ru- you I think Rudy add one Gobert is a guy
1: – I think Rudy Gobert is a guy that, like you said, is one of the better centers in the NBA, and he could potentially turn into the best center in the NBA if all goes well. What else were you saying?
0: A team that just needs one piece. You had a formidable shooting guard. You had somebody who's half of what James Harden is, and, again, that's still a very good player, half of James Harden at the two guard. And you're looking at a 55 55 team in the West. Yeah, I'm telling you, if DeMar DeRozan was on this team, I might have them get that They'd be in the Western Conference Finals this year. This year yeah. with DeMar DeRozan. You're missing that. That's what you're missing from this team. And then the sky's the limit after that.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, is again, this is this is just a season where it's just a giant stepping stone. I mean, the Utah Jazz, will know after this year where this team holds. Like, we'll know what this team is after this year. We'll know if they can take the steps further. We'll know if, they, if, the, if they're if if they just hitting their ceiling. We'll know, and we'll see that through their play. We're not going to see that through the record they have. Now, obviously, the record will show, but we'll see it through their play and how they play in each game throughout the season and how they improve, how they how they don't improve. We'll see what exactly they do, and if they can show those steps to get to that mid-40 range of wins, whether it's low 40s, whether it's high 40s, if they don't even touch the 40 wins, we'll see – through their play, what they look like this year, and that's what will dictate what happens for next year. Like you said, if they make that step this season and they walk into next year with their head held high, knowing that they gave it their best, with the team that they have, knowing that they just need one piece, really, one piece with the talent they have around them, then you're talking about a team, like you said, Western Conference Finals or bust. That's what you're talking about with this team. That's the kind of potential we're seeing. Now, this isn't the year where we expect them to do much, but we do anticipate them to take a giant step forward. Could they do well going into the next season as favorites in the ne- in the Northwest Division? It all depends on what happens next summer. It all, because, as like I said, just just think about this for a second, looking into next, not this year, but the year after going into the summer. Oklahoma City could look completely different after next summer. They could lose Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook might want to be traded, who knows what's going to happen with that team. Portland ain't going anywhere, they're not going to do anything. Minnesota just, is just in baby steps right now, we're about to talk about that. And then, and then you talk about the Denver Nuggets, and they're we're, we're still kind of figuring what they're going to do, but they're not going to be a forty win team anytime soon. Utah is the is is the launching pad of the Northwest Division right now. This is the team that could represent the Northwest Division for the next three to four years if they develop this season. This is really the year where you will find out what this team is made of when it comes to development, when it comes to that 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 next step. If they can find a way to leap into the postseason with the potential of getting better. That's when this team will look like a team that could lead this division for the next two, three years, waiting for maybe a team like Minnesota if they work out. Or if this team is set, if all goes well for that team to do better. You're listening again to the Hooper's Log again. Pacific, or excuse me, Northwest Division Preview. Minnesota Timberwolves. Anything else you want to say on the Utah Jazz before we move over to the Minnesota Timberwolves?
0: I'm ready to get. I'm ready to get to Minnesota. I'm very excited them. So. I, I,
1: I am so – this is – okay. So we've talked about multiple teams in the past with, with scary futures. This team – I'm going to just break down the roster before I, before I talk about what I want to talk about with this team. Flip Saunders. Again, the phone number is 323-642-1558. If you want to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves or any other team on the Northwest
0: Division, feel free to call in. Or the This team
1: – Oh, yeah, NFL picks, absolutely. Obviously, the Minnesota Vikings are playing the Lions this week. They're going to crush them. They're going to do well, and uh, they're going to be 4-2. and two. Uh, Anyway, let's get back to the, the, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Their starting roster is interesting, and it's, it's, uh, it can really, it's going to change throughout the year. I'm just going to tell you this team might have the most starting rotations throughout the season, not from the standpoint of being a bad team, but from the standpoint of trying to figure out what works best because they have so many pieces. Carl Anthony Towns the number one pick from from this year at the center position. He is instantly going to get you 10 rebounds a game. Points-wise, I'm not sure. They say he's better offensively than we think, so maybe 12, 13 points a game. If he can get you 10 and 10, that's all you want from a rookie. That is all you want because that's going to help you instantly. Kevin Garnett, in his 89th season in the NBA – um, actually probably his millionth season. This guy is living in Bible versus terms. Like this guy is living like over 150 years old in the terms of NBA. This guy has been in the league since 95 or 94. This guy's been in the league forever. He's lived in the NBA for most of his life. And he's coming into this year with really the mentality of mentoring, potentially taking over a spot in the coaching realms, maybe even the front office. This guy has got way more things on his mind than just helping out the team. He's going to start – but he's probably only going to start for like maybe five, ten minutes, and then he's going to sit most of the game because that's just he's just at that point in his career. Tayshaun Prince is a free agent next year. He's probably nearing the end of his career, to be 100% honest. He's around year 13, 14 in his career. He's been around. He's He he has seen some things. He's seen championships. He's seen a very good team. I think he's more of here to mentor and help out the team and just help them get better. I think Tayshawn Prince is going to be an outstanding acquisition from the standpoint of, look, you got all these babies running around. I'm talking like infants running around this team. Like Zach Levine is an infant. Andre Miller is old. He's older too, but he can give this team some presence on what to do. Kevin Martin has got a really good idea on how to score the basketball. He's one of the better scoring shooting guards in the NBA. Shabazz Muhammad, baby. Uh, Bahikala, baby. Adrian Payne, baby. I mean, you're talking about a bunch of babies walking around. A- Andrew Wiggins is a baby you got babies everywhere. Anthony Towns is a baby. you got guys like Kevin Garnett, Tishon Prince, Andre Miller, Kevin Martin, really an older brand of guys around these young guys. And I think really it's the perfect combo because you have four older guys, and Ricky Rubio is no slouch either. He's been in the league for a while, but he's also been hurt a lot. If he just stays healthy, this team can really mesh. Now, what I mean by all these young guys and these older guys, if these older guys can just find a way to just implement their – They've been in the league for a long time for a reason. They're good players. They're great players. Kevin Granett the Hall of Famer. I don't care what you say. Kevin Garnett, the Hall of Famer. You got Andre Miller, who is a really, really good basketballer. Kevin Martin, one of the better scorers. I just mentioned that. But if you got all these guys that are coming in to help these young guys and just improve and just watch them and and give them pointers from time to time for this year, maybe even next year, you're talking about a team that you give them. and, And this is what I've been telling everybody. They remind me of the Orlando Magic from last year. They're a team that is on the rise and could get better and improve. They're probably only going to win about 25, 30 games at best. But you're talking about a team that reminds me so much. And I know we're talking about the Northwest Division, but I have to say it. They remind me of the Sonics right before they left, when they turned into Oklahoma City. They remind me so much. I know Flip Saunders is in his second regime as the the Timberwolves coach, if you remember he was the coach back in 95 all the way up to 2005 when they first got to the Western Conference Finals with that team in '04. when Kevin Garnett was just an absolute monster. You think LeBron is a monster. Kevin Garnett, like, actually would try to kill you on a basketball court. That's how good he is. Um, that's how intense he is um, back then especially. Um, but he's back in his second regime as this coach, second year this year. And I'm telling you, this team reminds me of the 2008, 2009, maybe 2009, 2010 Oklahoma City Thunder, where they're in the preemie stages of something that could be very scary. They're stepping stones. They got quite a bit to climb. They could make larger leaps than we think, though. This is the this is the young NBA. Who knows? For, uh, contract-wise, they have no issues other than maybe Andre Miller and Tayshawn Prince, but those guys are older. They're probably going to be retiring soon. But outside of that, this team is set to go for the next two, three years. Can Tayshawn Prince and Kevin Garnett give their advice to the young guys? Can they? I mean... Flip Saunders was in Detroit from 05 to 08. That was one thing I wanted to ask you before you give your take on this team. Flip Saunders, he coached the Detroit Pistons from 05 to 08. You know what this guy's about as a head coach. Do you believe in him, and what do you see in this team this year?
0: Oh, I, yeah, I believe in him. I think uh, the whole how – it, how it ended with the Pistons was a whole weird situation. But, uh, you know, I really, I really like him as a coach, especially with these young players. Um, you know he went. He was he coached some great teams. Obviously, they never made it past the Eastern Conference Finals with him, but he coached some great teams. Um, and Tajon Prince was on some of those or all of those great teams that he coached in Detroit. He also coached. I believe, I believe his last year was the first year we missed the playoffs, or the last year we made it. But him and Tajon Prince, I mean, it, it, it. I really, I really like him with these young guys. I think he can make them grow. Almost almost as well as any coach in the NBA.
1: I think, I think the one thing I like about Tayshaun Prince
0: is, you know, it,
1: what's interesting, and again, I'm not old, but I'll I'll sit here and admit that my sports age is old. I've been watching basketball since I was about nine, eight years old, and I've been kind of the same that I am now, except obviously older. Tayshaun Prince still seems like the young, lengthy guy in Detroit. He just – he just has that aura about him. He He's awkward when he runs around. He makes good plays. He's a great defender, as you know about the Reggie Miller block. He is a great defender. But it, 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 he, he just reminds me still of the young pup in Detroit. And the thing about that is it's so perfect because this team is young. They're actually young, but he has that mentality of knowing what it's like to be a role player on a on a legendary basketball team. Let's just be honest for a second. This 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 Detroit Pistons team back in the early two thousands was legendary. You can say all you want; they were the they were kind of the you know they were just the, the scrappy bunch. They were a really really good team. I mean, you had you had you had a guy in Ben Wallace who was undersized who just was was played way bigger than his size. If Ben Wallace was four inches taller, you're talking about a Hall of Fame player. Uh, Ra- Rasheed Wallace, nasty guy. Tayshaun Prince, then Rip Hamilton, a guy who could get you buckets off any screen, doesn't matter what kind of screen it is, he will score you a basket. And then Chauncey Billups, that guy was a monster. I loved Billy Chauncey Billups when he was on that team back in the day. That starting rotation was nasty. And Tayshaun Prince was really just the key player. And this is what all he asks for all these guys is to enter their roles and be stars, like Andrew Wiggins, um, a guy and Adrian Payne's only going to get better with Kevin Garnett. Carl Anthony Towns get better. All they're doing is, is they're, they're going to mentor these guys and get them better for when they leave the NBA. Because let's just be honest, this team's going to get some top draft picks over the next couple of seasons. It's going to happen. They're only going to get younger but better. And once they do, I'm telling you, look out. Because if they grab a Ben Simmons in the draft, if they grab an iconic player coming up from the NBA draft and they just, they just have that one it factor, you're talking about a team that could win 50 60 games in the NBA come 2017-2018. They're infants right now. This team is an infant stage. They're not they're not anywhere near where they where we need them to be, but they are a team that can definitely take steps over the years. I think this team to be honest with me, to, to me, they won 18 games a year ago. They were the worst team in the NBA because they're so young. But honestly, if they stay healthy and they do well, this can be a 30-win team. They're not going to win 30 games this year. Uh, they're not going to win 40 games this year. Their ceiling is 30. They can do it if everything goes well and they implement a system. They can win 30 games. Now, granted, they play in the Eastern, they play in the Western Conference. It's difficult. It's tough. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to be anything special. But over over the years, this team can dominate if they grasp an early identity. If they do, that's if they do. That's if Flip Saunders can get this team to grasp an identity. They can do something this year and be kind of a spoiler late in the year as their guys get older and better. Who will improve over the years because to become stars in the NBA? I think Andrew Wiggins has proven himself that if he just improves over the next couple of seasons, he's talking about a guy who's going to be a multiple all-star type guy, maybe a five-time all-star type player in his career if he stays healthy. He's talking about a Carl Anthony Towns, who's a double-double machine waiting to happen. He's talking about Shabazz Muhammad, who can come in off the bench, maybe even start at the small forward position here in a couple of years. Adrian Payne, who's only going to get better considering how he played at Michigan State and how Kevin Garnett's going to mentor him, Nikola Pekovic, you know, Zach Levine. I haven't even talked about Zach Levine. He could potentially win six men a year this year, considering he's not even going to start if Ricky Rubio's healthy. I mean, you're talking about a guy who can literally jump out of the gym and become Looney Tunes. It's that he is that crazy of an athlete to the point where you're talking about a team that, yes, they're in baby infant stages. No, there's no expectations, but those lack of expectations, that can give this team the boost to maybe win 30 games this year. I mean, again, give them two to three years. Watch them dominate in the NBA a couple of years from now. It's going to happen. They have scary talent. They're just in infancy stages. If they win 30 to 40 games this year, that's an unbelievable, monumental, crazy, just just out-of-this-world step. I don't think it's going to happen. I think if they get into that late 20s, mid-20s stage of winning games, that's where we'll see them really take it but I love the vision of this team. Anything more on the Minnesota Timberwolves before we move on?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, A- Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Zach Levine. Actually, it kind of flew under the radar, but they, they're they saying Zach Levine is actually starting over Kevin Martin to start the season. Um, that wouldn't shock that, me. That's, that's interesting. Well, you got to think, is Kevin Martin going to try to get out of there? Um, now, if you throw together Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine, And combine them with the veteran presence of Kevin Garnett, Taishan Prince, and Andre Miller? That's unbelievable. That is unreal. The amount of learning, the amount, it's just, you have the young Flyers and you have the old Masters almost. It's like a Jedi, it's like a Padawan and a Jedi Knight. That's exactly what it reminds me of. I mean, this team, if you threw out Ben Simmons, if this team got Ben Simmons in this upcoming draft. Look out. Look out. This this team could win five straight NBA championships in the next, you know, five out of the next ten NBA championships or something like that. This yeah. team would be just nasty, just absolutely nasty. They need to shed some contracts. Like, they can't, I mean, this is going to be Kevin Garnett's last year, more than likely. They can't be paying him 8500000 million. Can't be paying Nikola uh, Pekovic right. $12 million. Um You know, but, but the future of this team is uh, so exciting especially because and that's these aren't just players who are good. These are players who yeah. you want to watch. This is going to be one of my favorite, if not my favorite, League Pass teams, um, which, by the way, is four days away, League Pass. I can't. League Pass is the greatest event I already of all got time.
1: It. I already got it. I got it all ready to go. I'm ready to go for 10 months, baby. Let's get it going. League 200 bucks. Get, Let's get it going. <laughs>
0: do you have Comcast? Uh, what's that? Do you have Comcast?
1: No, no. I just I buy it on my phone every year. I I bought it on my phone. Oh again, yeah. So
0: I think it's but, still. But not anyway, out in this team got to wait.
1: Yeah. Oh I I I got it on my phone. I got it on the I got it on the Apple app. Anyway, uh, this team again. You bring up the point of the of the contract shedding contracts. It's only naturally going to happen. Just considering Kevin Garnett's old, Tayshaun Prince is old. Andrew, Andre Miller is old. He's going to be gone soon. Kevin Martin is is solid, and he's going to be there for a while, but he's going to dissipate eventually. All you got to do is just look at that and know that those guys eventually are going to grow out of it, but they're going to be mentoring on their way out. Time is their friend. I mean, as time moves forward and these guys start to, start to grow out of the team and then these new guys start blossoming in, you're talking about a team, and you mentioned it, like a Jedi, a Padawan, you know, like Star Wars. It's like a fastball changeup you got young and you got, and you got, and you got old and, and, and relatives. you know, you, it's, it's like fastball changeup type mentality. And and I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to put a, a shadow over these guys, but I was mentioning the 2008, 2009, maybe even 2010 Oklahoma City Thunder, but think of Carl Anthony Towns as like a Serge Ibaka. Think of, think of Zach Levine as a Russell Westbrook. Think of Think of Andrew Wiggins as a Kevin Garnett, not a Kevin Durant. Now, now I'm not saying Andrew Wiggins is Kevin Durant. Don't get me wrong on that, because the moment Kevin Durant walked in the NBA, he was scoring 25 a game or 20 a game. You know, don't, don't quote me on that. But what I'm trying to say is the pieces are starting to get in place, and they are only maybe one more piece away where Ben Simmons come in, you're talking about then, you know, you're talking about a James Harden type thing. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that that's what they're building right now and they could potentially turn into that 2018, 2019, something around that time. They got three years away. You're listening to the Hoopers' log. Anything else you want to talk about on the Minnesota Timberwolves?
0: No, I just, just real fast, I just hope it isn't one of those situations where players want to leave because it's Minnesota because the way they're building this team is phenomenal. Yeah.
1: Okay, all right, we're going to go on to do one more break, and then we're going to jump right into my least favorite team to talk about for multiple reasons, because you'll hear the song.
2: I want to tell you about my hometown. It's a dust Jew in the
0: South Puget Sound. For the fact.
3: I got love for Tacoma much love to the south side Love to the east side Love to the north end Much love to Spanaway Yeah, you know my heart I got love for Hilltop And much love to Oakland Park Much love to Lakewood Tillicum Woodbrook Much love to Sunnydale Where I understood Crooks Much love to Parkland Salishan Downtown new Snickle Tray That sits in the south Sound. Coming from a city She treats me good Born and raised And where I spend Most of my days With a past Full of ups and downs People don't fuck around. Certain parts of the town look like a maze. They play cops and robbers on the blocks of Hosmer. Seen it all from crime in the city The tax on Proctor. We have a lot to offer. They sleep on us. The history deep, so play the tell the speakers bust. Now there's weed up in the sky. Something that you need to try. You can find anything when you step in the B&I. On South Tacoma way to the Sway, to MLK, the East Side, and the places I play. It is called home, so you know it's where I plan to stay. But the city has and been the same since Plus passed away So one love to Plus in the walls he would crush When I was rolling through the South End, Riding the bus But from 96 to 38 They might pack a 38 Talk shit up in the wrong place You see the pearly gates But take a look around There's beautiful people Walking and talking Trust me I see them very I hill Hilltop, he would have said we lost it But it's a new day, so you know We never dropped it, I still love the city When it's cloudy, and if you're from the 253, then represent that shit Proudly, it's the two for the people That are down, with my crew The five for the motherfuckers that keep it live The three for the scene and everybody In between, it's 253 It's 253 It's the two for the people that are down with my crew, the five for the Motherfuckers that keep it live The three for the scene and everybody in in between, it's 253. It's 253. I got love for Pacific Gap, love for McKinley, love for Portland Avenue. So pass me the henny. And much love to the city lights when it's nighttime. With St. Joe's and Tacoma Dome up in the skyline. Much love to Seven Deuce, Pearl Street, and Center. Back to Chocolate City where you don't want to enter. And much love to Stadium District in the zone. Best believe I'm all city and the place I'm calling home. Now, this is a toast to my city on my coast. The big TAC where we represent the most. And you know it gets real live up in the summertime. Owens Beach, Waterfront, Tilo and side, Filling up an Optimo at Wapato. Then we're off to MSM, Delhi on 6. That's where we got to go. You know I brought the flow, even though the game has changed. I'm trying to make a name and not from David Brain. Up in the state it rains, sometimes the showers. You're up in Lakewood if you could spot the water tower. And 5 o'clock is the hardest hour on the interstate. I 5 is Br- so, you'll have to sit and wait. The cost of living's great, but you better get it straight. There are Crips and bloods that bust slugs, they like to give and take. It's not paradise, but it's like a pair of dice. When you walk outside, and half your block is living scared at night. And that's life, but I live right here. And if you know the rules, then you know it is quite clear. There are traces of an oasis in these places. Once you make the time, I take a look behind the faces. These girls wanna give me a hug? I've got a city to love. I'll never put another city in. Above. So from span the to narrow bridge, this is where my race my kids hated all you
1: want, but this is still the perfect place to live. Two for the people that are there with my crew. The five for the fuckers. So that song is basically where I live. That's where that I know all those places. Like I literally live where that song is talking about. Like all that stuff, I know exactly where it is. And if you've ever seen the music video on YouTube came out about uh, about four or five six years ago, and in that song isaiah Thomas is chilling isaiah thomas from uh from uh um from the boston Celtics he's from the Tacoma area uh obviously he grew up on north tacoma uh went to Curtis high school and scored fifty points in the champ in the the state championship game for the Curtis vikings and literally Curtis is like fifteen minutes from my house i mean I know all about that song and the thing they don't mention because it's to two five three, which is which is Pierce County. It's just south of the Seattle area, the two hundred six. And so, uh, again, you're listening to the Hooper's Log through Boston Radio. I know Boston's way far away from all that. And I know if you're listening to it uh, locally through the Boston CLNS Radio app, we're talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's my least favorite team in the NBA for the ob- obvious reasons. I wasn't the biggest Sonics fan growing up as a kid because clearly I was a Spurs fan, but that was like. That was like the stepbrother. you know what I mean? That was like that was like the baby brother was the Sonics, and like if you didn't love the Sonics growing up here, it was almost like you were you were an alien because this was this was the city's team. And now Oklahoma City owns them, and it's frustrating. And this team is so good. I mean, they are so good coming into this season. They're loaded. The only question is, can they stay healthy? They have a new coach, Scotty Brooks. Kind of got the raw deal of the stick with, with the head coaching position, like Monty Williams. He was here from the very beginning when they started the rebuilding process, and now he's gone. Billy Donovan's coming in, first-year head coach from Florida, obviously championship pedigree with the Florida uh, Florida Gators. He's going to have a lot of former players come up to him, Joe Kim Noah, uh, obviously Corey Brewer, another guy in Al Horford. You're talking about uh, teams that were legendary in the sport of college basketball, guys that really – played well in college basketball, will be around the league, and Billy Donovan will be able to connect to Butthead. But anyway, let's get to the starting lineup of this team. Enos Cantor, again, picked up from last year at the trade deadline. Fantastic offensive option. His other skill sets are questionable. Serge Ibaka, still a solid starting position. Obviously, Kevin Durant, probably the second-best player in the NBA. He's a free agent next year. His health is a concern. That's the only issue with this guy is where will his mind be heading into this season. And if we get off to a slow start, who really knows where he'll be. Andre Robertson, a guy who can come in and just fill the shooting guard position because he's not going to need to do much. When you got a guy in Russell Westbrook, my pick, my pick is he is my favorite player. And it's not just because the Oklahoma City Thunder have any ties. I love this guy's game. He reminds me so much of a combination of a guy – and Allen Iverson and Barry Sanders. Shout out to Detroit. Barry Sanders, one of the better, if not the best running back, best running back of all time. And that's what Russell Wilson, excuse me, Russell Westbrook reminds me of. He reminds me of this guy. He's just so quick, so fast, so powerful. That's what Russell Westbrook is. He's one, he's the best point guard in the NBA, in my opinion. And their bench is disgustingly good. Uh, Anthony Morrow, a guy who can come off the bench shooting threes. Kyle Singler, a great. Great pickup, uh, great signing in the offseason for what he can do. D.J. Augustine, he's going to be a free agent next year. He has something to prove. He's going to be good. Deion Waiters, again, another free agent next year. Those are guys just off the bench. Steve Novak. Nick Collison's been there since '03, since he was with the Sonics. Mitch McGarry coming from Michigan, a solid op, uh, fundamental player down low. Steven Adams and Cameron Payne, the young guy at the point guard position. Again, this team is loaded, but
0: can they stay together this season,
1: Andrew? What's your take on this
0: team? First of all, this team's got 97 million dollars locked up in the cap for this coming year. Uh, Highest payroll. That is just that's just nuts, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. especially when you got a guy like Deion Waiters who who is, is not a good NBA player, but he's going to play a huge role on this team. Um, and and more than likely, when they when it comes to restricted free agents, they normally always get re-signed. Um, and and I believe he's going to be restricted which is probably going to be 10 more million dollars added, this is going to be one of the only teams in the NBA that cannot add players this coming offseason because they're going to be at the new salary cap when the new salary cap hits compared to a team like the Portland Trailblazers who I think have $50 million locked up this year and could add a whole new team. Um, now, it, near seven-footers, Kevin Durant's, what, 6'10", 6'11", with foot injuries, almost never make it back. And I hate that thought. Kevin Durant's one of the best players in the game. Uh, you know, if he stays healthy, he's one of the—he's going to end up being one of the best players ever. But, I mean, if you go down the list and people who are 6'10 and taller who have foot injuries, it's like a death sentence to their career. Um, you, you see, I mean, you saw, I know Yao Ming's a little bit taller than 6'10, but you saw what happened to him. He couldn't ever get on the court again. Kevin Durant's been not been able to get on the court for a year and a half now. It's It's been bad. Russell Westbrook, who knows if his knee is going to stay. I mean, he put in a ton of minutes last year, and those minutes were free in twenty
1: seventeen. Yeah, free
0: agent in 2017, who, speaking of that $97 million, uh, that's going to be looking like almost a $30 million contract per year when that hits, okay? So this, yeah, this team salary cap is just going to go up and up and up and up until this owner gets tired of paying the uh, – the uh, income tax or whatever—it's not the income tax. The uh, the over the cap tax. Uh, it's this team. This team could start breaking up. This might be their last chance to do it. Um, yeah. You don't know if Kevin Durant's going to be here. You, you don't know after 2017 if Russell Westbrook's going to be here. And this cancer might be the most overrated player in the league, getting 16 million dollars a year. Ooh, oh, by the way, what that could be James Harden right now, but that's beside the point. Uh, Deion Waiters is good, and Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka is getting, I mean, twelve million dollars here. He's a good defender, but we saw when Durant went out, and he's not a, he's not a, even a number two option. He's a good player, but he's, yeah. he's nothing more. Um, this, I think, this is teams last year to to contend, and I, I'm not even sure they're a true contender in the West. I don't know if this team's going to win fifty games this year. Kevin Durant's not yeah. going to play every game. It's not going to happen. Russell Westbrook's probably not going to play every game. He's too small for the style of play he has to play every game. I mean, he's an athletic freak, but he's just he's just a, a little too small of for that. He's, it's just, I, I see 49 wins for this team. They're going to just miss 50, and they're going to get either the 6th or the 7th seed in the West.
1: Andrew, did you say that Russell Westbrook is not, built to do this every night i I, i'm not gonna i agree with you from the standpoint of can he do it again i don't think so what he did last year was ridiculous people people undervalue russell westbrook because this team didn't go to the postseason this guy had eight or seven of the top 10 performances in the nba last season and he had i think four of the five of the of the top five performances were his he was stupid last year. I mean, he went bonkers, insane, crazy good. I mean, there were games, and granted, don't get me wrong, the guy turns the ball over like no other. But outside of that, if he improves on that, you're looking at a guy who could win MVP this year, and like you said, $30 million a year contract in the next couple of years when that new uh, salary comes up in 2017. This could be the highest-paid player in the NBA uh, because, you know, with LeBron, I mean, obviously LeBron will probably, will probably break that by then but he'll be up there with the top five play players in the NBA. This guy is freakishly scary, and I agree with you, though, from the standpoint of, look, this team is going to break apart. This, there's no market in Oklahoma City. I'm sorry. When, when Oklahoma City moved from Seattle, there was no market.
0: You,
1: you went from a top ten market to a bottom, fall, bottom five market. Kevin Durant's not staying, people. It's not going to happen. If he does, I will be thoroughly shocked. Kevin Durant's going to a big market. Russell Westbrook in 2017, you can almost lock it up saying that this guy's going to head over to the Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Clippers in the next couple of seasons, or some team in California. He's not going to stay there. He's not. He's just too valuable and too much of a marketing machine to stay in a place like Oklahoma City. This team's going to blow up, people. I'm I'm just saying it like it is. They have health and chemistry concerns coming into this season. Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, whether people like it or not, they butt heads on the court. They do. There's times where they butt heads in crucial moments. Now, they do all the time. No. But in crucial moments, they butt heads. And Enos Cancer is a guy who's good, but he's not $15, $16 million a year good. Serge Ibaka, great defender. Not amazing. Great defender, but not amazing. And this team on the bench is just getting older. They're good. They're a good team. I think they're going to contend this year. But if you're looking future-wise, it's a very, very scary thing. Let's get two division division awards, unless you have something else to say on the Oklahoma City Thunder
0: nope real quick before we go off air here all right division mvp i got russell westbrook winning this one he's one of the best players in the nba top five for me what you got
1: division division mvp russell westbrook is
0: all right division least valuable player i want to hear yours first
1: oh least valuable player oh goodness um I'm going to have to go with a guy in, huh, I'm sorry to say, but Myers Leonard. <laughs>
0: it's too easy. <laughs> Mine is Daniel Gallinari on a $14 million a year contract. That's silly. That's that's asinine. Yeah. All right, division coach of the year,
1: who you got? Um. You know what? I'm going to say whew, there's so many coaches that could win it this year. Billy Donovan, Quinn Snyder, Flip Saunders could do it as well. Uh, Michael Malone potentially. I mean Terry Stotts won't, but I I'm going to I'm going to just I'm going to do a coin flip and I'm just going to say Flip Saunders. Just from the standpoint if this team wins 30 35 games and gets contention, gets gets into contention, they he he's he's the reason why. It's Flip Saunders.
0: Uh, I'm going I'm going Quinn Snyder. I love the Jazz. All right, real quick per game leaders, points per game. Again, I got Russell Westbrook. He's going to get up there towards 30 this year, which got. Yeah.
1: Man, I really like Russell Westbrook, but I'm sorry. Kevin Durant is the second best scorer behind Carmelo Anthony in the NBA. People are gonna kill me on that. They're gonna be like, You don't think you don't think Kevin Durant's the best scorer in the NBA? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, I, I and I have an argument for that and I don't have time, but but Carmelo Anthony is the best scoring package in the NBA probably ever. He's he is scary good on the scoring part, but Kevin Durant is right there behind him. I think Kevin Durant's gonna lead the league in scoring this year. All right.
0: And not only do I think Russell Westbrook's gonna lead this Division in scoring, I think Russell Westbrook is going to lead this division in assists, which is just unheard of. Well, who you got on assists?
1: I mean, why not? Why not give it to Russell Westbrook? I think he's going to just dominate this year. I, I think he'll win MVP as well.
0: All right, and then last but not least, rebounds per game. Who you got?
1: You know what? I'm going to go with the young guy. I'm going to go with Carl Anthony Towns. I think Carl, as yes, good as, as good as as good as Rudy Gobert is. As good as he is. He is going to be right there, but I think Carl Anthony Towns is just set up to grab 10, 15 rebounds a game.
0: I am with you on that, my friend. That was my pick. I kind of thought I was going to be alone on that. I was excited to say it, but whatever. But all right, guys, call in on Monday. It's going to be jam-packed show. Win NBA 2K16. We don't want it in our hands. Call in. Shoot us. If somebody wants to shoot us a tweet with their NFL pick, you heard the team. We will be sure to get you a bumper sticker out if you get four out of five. Chris, take it away, man. This is
1: our last show when it comes to division previews. We have our NBA predictions on Monday. They will be up hot and heavy. We'll have bold predictions. We'll have our first-team NBAs. We'll have our regular season predictions on who's going to finish at what record, who's going to win the divisions, who's going to do what in the postseason, and who's going to win the NBA title in 2016. You're talking about a season that is just filled with potential. We got that at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, the day before the regular season, October 16, 2015. Andrew, anything else you want to say? Peace. Outstanding show, everybody. We're going to be there on Monday, day before the regular season. Let's get it going. We got this going. NBA right around the corner, and then it'll be college basketball. And before you know it, we'll get into March Madness. That's how fast it'll go. We'll see you later. Have a good day.